0: Welcome to the Sunday morning worship services from the sanctuary of the First Presbyterian Church of Atlanta. We are located at 1328 Peachtree Street, next door to the High Museum of Art. Join us now for our worship
1: of God. Praise the Lord, church. Let's try that again. Praise the Lord, church. This is a day that the Lord has made and we rejoice and we are glad to be in it. I uh, bring you greetings from Princeton Theological Seminary. Uh, my name is Brian McCullum. I'm the director of recruitment, and I had the awesome pleasure of working with Ann Henley last year in admissions. Um, it's just a joyous day to be in here and, and worship with you all today. Um, there is a word from the Lord. Um, allow me to read the scripture one more time. Um, For you, it is the book of uh, Micah 6, verses 6 through 8. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And the Bible says, With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? How has he has shown you, O oh man, what, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall remain forever. Amen. For the next two hours, I like to preach. <laughs> no? <laughs> I, th- I thought we love the Lord in here, no? no. <laughs> I like to preach from the sermonic topic, We Desire and the Lord Requires. We Desire and the Lord Requires. You know, every time I hear this scripture uh, and I read this scripture, I'm always reminded of my days as a seminarian at Princeton uh, seminary. I can remember uh, completing my first year of my Masters of Divinity program and I went into a uh, internship at Trenton Psychiatric Hospital as a chaplain. Those are fun days. <laughs> and I can remember because every week all of the interns, we would all get together and have theological reflection. And I can remember my first theological reflection like it was yesterday because my, my, my supervisor got us all, we were sitting in a circle, and he said, you know, before you start working at Trenton Psychi- Psychiatric Hospital, there, there's one thing that you need to know. He said, be sure that you take notes. So I took out my notepad, because I'm like, he's about to drop knowledge, so let me write this down. And so I was getting ready, and he said, the first thing you need to know is that ministry is not about you. And then there was a pregnant pause and I felt like I was in a comic book because I could almost see like the words, like in the word bubble attached to his mouth, like ministry is not about you. And for some reason, all I heard was it's not about you. And I was like, really? Does he know who I am? I mean, I, I'm equipped to save the world here. I have one year of seminary under my belt. I, I'm ready. To to solve all life's problems, and, and and I was just sitting there, you know, and it, it was hard for me to kind of soak in that ministry is not about you. I, I, I desired to, to to save the world. I, I had a desire to to solve the problems, even in ministry, and you know. It, 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 little did I know that there's a huge difference between our desires and what the Lord requires. So, sometimes we want to give the solutions to all of life's problems. Sometimes we, uh, what we desire, we put that before what the situation calls for. We all have desires, even though we, we don't wanna talk about them all the time, we don't wanna recognize them. Sometimes we even ignore our desires. And, you know, there's a conflict when our desires come before what the Lord requires. It makes me think about the book of Mark, when that uh, rich young ruler came up to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You know, he had a desire to do the will of God. And he thought that Jesus was going to give him some, some huge theological answer. And Jesus said, come here, sell everything you have Give it to the poor and then come follow me. You see, every time we think that it's going to be some complex answer, Jesus will flip, flip the script, script on us. And so sometimes what we desire doesn't always line up with what the Lord requires. But the problem really becomes when that what we desire is more than what the Lord requires. The real question is, are you willing to give up Your desires and accept what the Lord requires. This is what's happening in the text for this morning. The scripture is set during a time when Israel and Judah are deep in sin. They're set in their ways and, you know, no one is even thinking about repenting. And they're convinced that what they want and how they want to do it is priority. And Micah, he, he, he's a minor prophet. He's, uh, and this book is mainly about judgment. He is the life of the party. He's like going to the doctor and, you know, the doctor says everything is all good, but you need to lose a little weight. I'm like, why why, why you keep judging me? Can I live? And so this is what the children of Israel are saying to Micah: why, why are you always judging us? Like, can we live? But the real thing is that sometimes we need to, we need to get, get a gut check on some of the things that we're doing. Some of our desires don't always line up with what God is requiring of us. And so, you know, they they were cool with doing things just because this is the way things have always been done. You know, side note, anytime someone validates what they're doing by just saying, well, this is how it's always been done, there's a problem. (laughs) I don't know when in here says that, but... You know, as we look at this, as we come back to the text, we see that, you know, they wanted to offer, you know, God all these sacrifices of, of rams and calves and oil to, to, to kind of cover up their transgressions. And, and then Micah responds by saying, you know, you're making it too hard. You don't have to do all that. You're trying to do all this stuff on the outside when God wants you to change what's going on on the inside. And so, you know, he said, all you have to do is act justly. Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. Now on the outside, you would think that that would be enough. But if we really ask the hard questions of life, do we really act justly? If we were really to be truthful this morning and ask, do we really always do what is right? Have you always been fair and honest? Have we always, have we ever held anything back from the truth? Do we truly love mercy? Ha, have you truly forgiven and forgotten? Ha, have you always let go and let God? Have we always walked humbly with God? And, and have we always given credit to others and, and willing to take a back seat so someone else can shine? You know, I wish I could stand here today and say that I have, have been able to hold all of these commandments, but even I cannot say that I can do that by myself. And if the story ended there, this would be a very sad day. You know, I, I love movies. And in uh, 2004, a movie came out by the name of Alone Came Polly. And I know y'all are so spiritual in here, no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> But you know, Ben Stiller, one of my favorite actors, he was the main character in this movie and you know, he was just going along doing his life and along came this woman named Polly that kind of shook up his daily routines and she, she, was, she was changing the way that he did his everyday activities and you know, it, he was a changed man because of his interaction with Polly. Likewise, as Christians, Along came a man named Jesus. And when we let Jesus into our heart, he will shake up some things that are going on in your life. He'll he'll change the way that you live, move and have your being. So, uh, uh, you know, by ourselves we can't do the things that Micah's asking us to do, but when we open up ourselves to God, God will transform our minds so that we can act justly. If we open up our hearts to Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ will allow us to love mercy if we open up our souls to Jesus Christ, it will transform us so that we can walk humbly with our God. We can't do it by ourselves, but it's anything. Impossible for our God. We serve a God who is able to give sight to the blind. We, we serve a God who's able to, to make the lame walk. We serve a God who's able to redeem sinners. We serve a God who is able to, to, to keep you from falling and, and that's why my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' love and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ's The solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And the church said, amen, amen, Amen. Amen. and amen.
2: I'm not sure how I'm going to follow that up, but uh, (laughs) good morning. Uh, My name is Wilson Covington. Um, Let us stand and affirm our uh, faith by using the words of the Apostles' Creed. From thence it shall come to judge the break of the dead, I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life
1: everlasting. Amen. Good morning, First Presbyterian. I am Melba Durr here from Hillside Presbyterian Church in Decatur, Georgia, representing the partnership. And I offer to you today the invitation to the offering. Freely we receive, so freely we give. Since this is an installation service, all undesignated offerings will fund emergency aid for ministers of the Presbytery of Greater Atlanta. With gladness, let us present the offering of our life and labor to the Lord, thank you. To call on Matt Worth to lead us in our call to worship.
2: Good morning. Uh, My name is Matt Worth, and I am a member here, and also was lucky enough to be on the search committee that brought Ann Henley to us. Please join me in the call to worship. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. For the Lord is a gracious God whose mercy is everlasting and whose faithfulness endures to all generations. Come, let us worship God. of God's amazing love is this, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Because we have faith in Christ, we dare to approach God with confidence. In faith and penitence, let us confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive who we have been. Help us command who we are and direct who we shall be so that we may delight who we will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Hallelujah.